Unedited the podcast. How you doing? How you feeling? I hope that you are high vibing and thriving. As the podcast centers around self exploration, self empowerment, and the journey of transformation, I am super excited to share this episode with you today as it features my gorgeous friend Michelle. And we talk all things sound healing today. And you'll hear me say at the beginning that we've never had a sound healing conversation on the podcast. So that's why I'm so excited to bring it to you today, babes, because this realm of sound healing has really opened my eyes up to... um, another healing modality that can help us to live our best lives, meaning from a mind, body, and spiritual perspective. Now, I know that you're going to love Michelle. She is a Pisces sun and a Leo moon and a Virgo ascendant, and she has this magical flavor to her. And what I love so much about Michelle is that she is an intuitive healer, and she combines different healing modalities. So you'll hear her reference them in this episode. She uses sound, Reiki, and shaman practices too. And everything she does is centered on women's empowerment. I love that she's also got a coaching background, so she tries to weave a little bit of that magic into what she does as well, Um, and it just makes her such a special soul. But guess what I love about Michelle the most? I am obsessed with her energy. She's always laughing, and we always have such a great time when we catch up, and um, I feel really blessed to not only know her, but when I had a session with her, which I do reference in this episode, she just has this beautiful presence and this incredible ability to hold space. So if you've been thinking about trying sound healing um, and you haven't been sure how or like where to begin and you're based in Queensland, I would 100% encourage you to reach out to Michelle because she is just a divine human being. Um, in this episode, we dive into so many different topics that surround sound healing as well. We talk about my experience, also the benefits of sound healing, and there's some really great scientific evidence in there too. So you'll definitely um, find that there's some epic insights woven throughout. But I'm going to let you tune into this episode this week. And um, I wanted to say a really big thank you to Michelle for jumping on the mic with me. And um, I'll catch you on the flip side. Question for you, Michelle, is what is something that you've learned lately? And it can be big or small. Oh, that's a really good question. Okay. What is something that I have learned lately? Um, oh my gosh, you've really stumped me. I think something I have learned lately that has really touched me is um, how resilient I am around pregnancy, I think, possibly, because my journey's huge with that, with illness and everything. And I don't have kids and I've been through hell and back with that. And my new journey 
is taking me more back towards women and babies and pregnancy and things like that. And I've really found how comfortable I can be in that environment and use my crap to help. Does that make sense? So I think that's massive for me recently. And that's been quite a big, profound thing that I've learned about myself recently. Yeah. Yeah, nice. I would imagine that it would be both, well, a few things, challenging, explorative, and also healing all embroiled into one. 100%. Yeah, Yeah. 100%. And not something that I ever thought I would go near, to be honest. Yeah. It was raw, raw and very painful. So to be going back towards an area like that that hurt me so bad, it's, it's actually quite healing. Yeah. I would admit, like, I think it's any time that you've walked, like you've had that dark night of the soul or you've walked through fire in an area of your life. It's like in those moments, you can't even fathom what it'd be like to be faced with whatever it is again. But when time has passed and maybe some life experiences come with that or some form of healing or teaching or expansion, it's like, it's almost cathartic in a way. Definitely. Mm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because it pushes you because you just feel so uncomfortable. And it's like, oh, do I want to cry or do I want to dance? <laughs> I'm not really quite sure which side of the fence I'm on today. <laughs> but hey, I'm going to go with it and just roll with it and see what happens. And most of the time I found myself dancing rather than crying. So yeah, it's been interesting. Yeah, it's spoken like a true Pisces, by the way. <laughs> like. <laughs> Dancing, crying, or like, which one am I rolling with today? <laughs> I love it. I love uh, it. So good. Just full, of, like, just full of emotion and like um, empathy and generosity yeah. and all the beautiful things that come with that sign. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. All the feelings, baby. All, all the feelings. The feelings. <laughs> um, when I first um, walked into you at Soak Bathhouse on the Gold Coast, I um, was there with my mum that day and I was just having a relaxing, chill-out day out. I think she probably had rescued me from the depths of my um, apartment because <laughs> I have been prone over the last year to hoard myself into my <laughs> business cave. Um, and not only was it like the best thing for my soul that day, but it was just like, it was so serendipitous meeting you. Yeah, it was bizarre. I kind of kept looking at you thinking, I know this chick. Like, where do I know her from? And then I'm like, damn, I think I follow her on Instagram. And I think that was my opening line to you was, I'm pretty sure I follow you on Instagram. <laughs> like, oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then that's the start of a beautiful friendship. Oh, it has been like, it's been such a beautiful friendship that I've had with you. And I'm so glad that you said that to me that day, because like, and especially for anybody listening as well, is I'm actually not one to spend lots of time taking notice of who's following me and who I'm following. Um, I probably spend most of my time on Instagram in my DMs, like responding to people, connecting with them there. And so I had no even idea that you even followed me, let alone who you were. <laughs> and so that's why I was like, said to Michelle, I was like, you've got to slide up in my DMs and let me know who you are. And um, I think that was like this beautiful opportunity, not only to get to know you, 
But um, as soon as we actually started spending time together, I was like, oh, no, I need Michelle in my life. Like, you just like sunshine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thanks. (laughs) Yeah, I don't often like uh, to let the clouds come in, but they do sometimes. But pretty much most of the time, sunshine and cruisy skies. Yeah, which is so nice with your beautiful Leo moon. And I think my Leo ascendant's just so drawn to that energy, that sunshine mm-hmm. energy, that well of optimism. And I think that it, especially when you're in business, and I know we've had this convo a few times now, is it can be so challenging, like yeah. to find your people. Yeah. yeah. And it was really interesting for me, like as we got to know each other a bit more. I always, like I am a Pisces, but there was just so much about me. I'm like, but that just doesn't make sense because it just doesn't fit. And then the minute I learned more from you and obviously you came and did that, um, you know, intro to astrology on one of my female group events and learned more from that and then had my own reading with you. And it just was like, oh, yeah, okay, well, now it totally makes sense. And how the hell do you know me better than my (laughs) mum? I was like what? Like, how is Christy telling me this stuff? It's like, no, hang on. This is weird. Like even my mum doesn't know this about me. (laughs) And out of the two of us, out of the two of us, Michelle and I, Michelle is more psychic than I am by, by (laughs) just so everybody knows, like I have intuitive capabilities. I just know how to read a natal chart. Like astrology is just my language. It's like a second language now um, for me. But like you're the one with all the intuition in your chart, baby. It's pretty wild. It's so funny. So yeah. funny. But yeah, it was, it was eye-opening for me. Yeah. Eye-opening. So beautiful. Um, oh, my goodness. I don't even know where to start because I really, the first up, this is the first conversation we're having on the podcast around sound healing. Um, but Yay. you have this beautiful wealth of knowledge, which I'm so excited about. And I think that's what I loved so much when I had, um, I have had, had, I have had a sound healing session with Michelle and it blew my mind for so many different reasons. Plus I slept the best I had slept that night and I don't know how long, but I love the fact that you had this scientific evidence to back it up. And I think that um, there's so much that is so unknown when it comes to spirituality and healing, but I just couldn't doubt it. It was amazing. Yeah, I think that's where it has been a massive game changer for me with sound because sound is quite new for me. I've always been a singer and I used to sing a little bit professionally for like weddings and things like that when I was in my like late teens, 20s. And then I just didn't for a long, long time. And um, I've been a Reiki healer for a long time and my intuition has been kind of growing over the last sort of 20 years and I'm lucky to come from a family that encouraged that. So it's I've never been held back from that. But it wasn't really until, firstly, I did my shamanic level one and two and I picked up a drum and I was like, whoa, hang on, what the frig is this? What, can I sleep with it? Like, is this my new husband? Like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> and I, the minute I picked up the drum, my voice started again. And that for me was such a massive connection back to, it was almost like, right, okay, I've come home. Of all the things I've done in my life, it's led me to this one point when I picked up that drum and the rest has just kind of snowballed from there, you know, reconnecting with my voice. And like you say, with the science side of stuff, looking into the sound healing and doing my sound healing diplomas, it's so amazing how, you know, I mean, I suppose now with Reiki, there is more scientific backup and everything, but with sound, it's undeniable. There is papers written on it. There are scientists over many, many, many years that have 
you know, they can explain everything. So whereas before as intuitive healer, you're like, oh, well, you know, the energies and this, and you try and explain it to someone in a, especially shamanic stuff. Like people are like, what? <laughs> you go into a soul room and you're doing what? <laughs> but with sound, it's, you know, it's, it is what it is. It's scientific fact how the earth resonates, how we are just energy. Even the atoms and the organs in our body are just vibrating energy. That's what we are. So for me, it just was like a ting, ting. This is amazing. I love that. What led you to that point? Because you said that like you you found your voice again. So I'm Mm. assuming that you lost it for a while or you walked away from that part of who you were. Yeah. Yeah, I was, it was probably the period of illness for me because my illness was 13, 14 years of operation after operation. In the end, two years ago now, I had to have a hysterectomy. And through that whole period, I didn't sing at all. And I, it's funny, and my mum kept saying to me and my nan kept saying to me, like, you know, you should just go and have singing lessons again and just do this. And I'm like, no, no. And it just really was a funky period And then I'm not kidding you. It was literally the minute I used the drum for the first time, it was like, oh, okay, well, this, I should have been born with this thing in my hands and let's, let's get going. Let's start singing. Let's do this. And then that's what led me to the sound courses. I was like, no, I need to know more about this. And I'm geeky like that. I don't, I'm one of those really annoying people (laughs) that if I'm going to study something, I want to be the best at it which also then means I need to know what can go wrong, not all the things that can go right. So that's why I chose to go down the education route with the sound and not just intuitively just do it because I wanted to know the shit, you know, and I wanted to know what can go wrong with people, especially when you're dealing with cancer and, you know, dementia and pregnancy and, and those things, you know, you need to know your audience and what how you can support and hold them. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, did you have a turning point to study the shamanism? Like what, because that was obviously a bit of leap before you picked up that drum. Mm. Like what was that? Yeah, it was funny. I just got back into kind of doing some Reiki and stuff and I just really had enough of the beauty trade. And I was like, one of my friends said, oh, I'm going to go and look at doing this tribe night with Kendall. So if anyone is on the Gold Coast and is thinking about going to a really cool event, go and see the Heart Hive because she's freaking amazing. And I went to one of her tribe nights and she literally just banged the drum in my face, shouted, chanted. And I came out going, sign me up. Like, sign me up. Bang that drum on my head again, please. (laughs) I am here for this. And then that's what led me. And because she was the teacher for the shamanic level one, I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to use it, but I'm fascinated in it. So let's just do it. And I'm addicted to education. So I just do courses after courses. So, yeah. (laughs) But I love that about you because I'm the same. Like if I want to learn anything, I'm going to go down the professional route of it because I think there's so many people today. And look, I don't discount how capable some people are, but when you learn something, because Michelle and I both have this education background, so we live and breathe it anyway, is that you you have structure and framework. And as you mentioned, you learn what can go wrong versus what can't. You're taking it seriously. And what you like and what you don't like. Now, you know, I've just finished a two-year life coaching course. I never intended on being a life coach. 
But those skills have now aimed. So when I do my one-to-one and my groups, I'm armed with question, you know, a way of questioning that's actually going to really bring that person to a different level than if I hadn't have done that. Yeah. So um, it's funny because me and my husband have this argument all the time. He's like, oh, I'd love to be able to do another call, you know, a course or something. Like, just pick something. Just pick something that you're interested in and just do it. And he's like, well, I'm not going to earn any money that way. It's like, it's not about that. <laughs> you know, it's about learning and growing and just, you know, finding things you like, finding things you don't like. Um, and just having that extra thing in your toolbox to go, oh, once upon a time I did a course and I learned this. And actually this would be really good in this situation. <laughs> yeah. You know? I think even too, like, it's so funny because some people love that tangible outcome and a lot of it when you're learning is more the perspective shift than anything else. And yeah, like I, I think back to everything that I've invested in or I've learned is that it's even given me these beautiful conversation starters with others. And sometimes like, that's just more than enough. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And learning to, to read people as well. You know, some of the courses that you go to, if it's group environments, it's actually arming you with a lot of tools to be around other people as well. You know, life coaching for me taught me a lot about different personalities and the books I've read and things. And actually when I'm now with a client, learning how to adapt to their way of the personality that they are and I transform into a little bit more like them so that they understand the information I'm giving them better. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. makes their experience so much nicer and more fulfilling and actually they get something from it by me being open to do that. Oh, absolutely. But imagine if you hadn't been equipped those with those skills, you wouldn't have mm. even had that as perspective. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. So interesting. Now, this drum of yours, let's start there maybe because when as soon as I had finished I think it was at the end. I don't think you showed me at the beginning. I'm pretty sure it was at the end. You introduced me to your drum. And I was like, holy shit, this is the real deal, baby. Yeah, it's so beautiful. I looked for, I waited for 18 months to find my drum. So I just bought a synthetic one when I first started just to get going. And I love it. The synthetic one's great. Um, And I was actually on my shamanic level two when somebody um, gave me, because I, and I was, nothing against the people, this is going to sound awful, nothing against the people that have companies around here, but I've been looking and they did lots of, you know, birth drum birthing events and things like that, but nothing, I'm big on vibes and I just didn't vibe anyone. And I was just like, mm, this is just not, and I said to my tr- my teacher and she was just like, just hang on, she's out there. And I'm like, okay. And then literally a day later, I put it out. And I was like, no, come on. I'm, not, I'm on level two now. I need my drum. <laughs> come on, universe. Bring it on. Let's manifest this now. And the following day, somebody gave me this website of this beautiful lady in Sydney. And I found, and I she basically births these drums on these nights. So you don't have to go to an event to birth your drum. And then she puts them on the website and the explanations are beautiful. So the one I got, her name is Moonsong and she was birthed on the eclipse, the bread blood eclipse. So I was like, okay, well, that's a winner anyway. And then as she was describing, so she described her meditation while she was making and birthing this drum. 
And as she was doing it, she said, I was just called to sing. And that was me. I was like hit by, by this drum. Not only is it on freaking full moon, <laughs> blood moon, eclipse, and it's all around singing. I'm like, yeah, she was meant to be mine. So Moon Song was mine and she is amazing. She's a deer hide um, and she's just beautiful. Yeah, love her. Oh, so beautiful. I even love listening to you tell that story because I think that there's something to be said when you have intention behind something. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I just love her. Sometimes I just get her out and cuddle her. (laughs) People think I'm a bit crazy. (laughs) What's almost like an extension of who you are. Like it's a part of your process of working with other people and providing a a teaching and healing and cathartic experience. Well, for me, it just takes me deeper into my meditation journeys as well. You know, if I really need some advice or I need some direction, journeying with my drum just takes me that little bit deeper and gets actually gets me answers quicker, weirdly. So, yeah, I just love it. Oh, that's so beautiful. So sound healing. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, I have been a part of sound healing sessions before and I love singing bowls I think they're incredible um when you put one on me I just was like you can like play this for forever (laughs) um but what I loved so much is you bring what you intuitively feel called to in the session so you have Mm. so many different tools at your disposal and I'd love you to be able to share with us like what are some of the sound modalities that you use and like what are some of the benefits with using them yeah sure well I use quite a lot of instruments um I do find the voice is probably the most powerful um drum and gong obviously as well because it's such a hard impact so that you receive the sound much quicker um I don't know whether people know but like the the scientists have proved obviously that we vibrate and we are attuned with the universe's vibration. So the universe vibrates at 7.8 Hertz. And that's if we are vibrating at that, our body is pretty much at the optimum that it can be. So illness, disease, you know, anxiety, depression, or tired, you know, tiredness, all those things are when you are not vibrating at your best and at that 7.8. So Different instruments will impact in different ways, which is why the intuition does play heavily. And I do find that it guides me well in those scenarios. Um, And normally, if something doesn't feel very comfortable, it means you generally need it. So if you're ever going to a healer and they're doing something, you think, oh, I don't like that. Relax, like move into it, relax into the uncomfortable feeling, because that's actually where the biggest shifts and movements come from. Um, But, yeah, I I think, I suppose, crystal bowls, Tibetan bowls, beautiful because you can actually place them on the body. So I love using them. Um, And the the nice thing with those as well for me is as they're moving around the body, not on the body but around the body, I can hear the vibration. So as it moves around certain areas, like with yourself, you can hear – you can hear the sounds change, those vibrations change. And that's the area, you know, you need to stay in for a bit to clear away some of those energy patterns and those energy kind of shifts in the body. Um, So I always generally start with bowls because it gives me a good indication of where everything is. 
um, as well as like my pendulums and stuff as well, and then move around from there. Um, I love the flute, so I do like to play flute, chimes, sort of malimbas, which is almost like um, a beautiful like mini finger piano. It's probably the easiest way to describe it. It's almost like a chime, but it's it's played by your fingers. It's beautiful. So that kind of thing. I love my gong. It's amazing. Um, my drum, obviously, my voice. And gosh, yeah, there's, there's so much. I've got loads of instruments. <laughs> yeah, definitely do intuitively tap in. So I will not use every instrument on every person. It is literally whatever they need at that time. Um, and, in, you know, bringing in some possible shamanic stuff or some Reiki stuff if it's needed at the time as well. So it just depends on, on the person. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, it's not like um, Michelle's going to make you play in a band with her. <laughs> <laughs> you can if you want. Come round to my house. I'm super good. I'm keen. <laughs> oh my goodness. When you were going through all those instruments, I was like having a little bit of a giggle inside to myself going, that's exactly what it sounds like for you realistic. It's like, come and hang with me and um, you never know what you're going to get or I might make you play too. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love oh, it. so beautiful. Um, and like, I just loved the fact that it was just such a relaxing experience, but I have to share with everybody because it would be um, like, it would be a disservice if I didn't. And because I was completely open to the experience, I had no expectations. I love being able to be open to receive when I walk into anything. And um, that's one thing I've learned a lot this year is like, I'm really um, mindful of who I allow to enter into my peripheral and my body and my power, because I've had a few experiences with different healers that haven't been desirable but as soon as I met Michelle I was like you're just a vibe anyway and I love that feminine energy and that playfulness um and so that was first up really important to me but secondly I was like oh no you can do anything you want like <laughs> because I felt really safe um but holy shit like halfway through I don't even know if it was halfway through you got out <laughs> that drum and you started singing and there was something like I remember like even relaying it now like it was almost like I got goosebumps all over my body and there was a shift in energy in the room and I felt powerful because I could feel your power and I was like there's something to be said for not only that drum but your voice like when you said that before, I have to reiterate that to everyone because that changed everything for me. Oh, that's that's beautiful to hear. Thank you. It's always nice to know that, you know, what you're doing is is doing something for somebody, you know, even if it is just a mental health shift for someone, uh, you know, irrelevant of energetically in their body, it's shifted if it's just caused them to relax just that tiny bit more, that energy in the body will shift by the mental part of the relaxation you know so thank you that's really nice it's nice Aww. to have feedback <laughs> <laughs> my absolute pleasure and then the other piece was the tuning forks which I found mm. was so interesting yeah it's actually one of the things on the course when I did my level one I, I just was like whoa okay I'm you know coming from a piano background when I was a kid my piano teachers always had tuning forks and you know used used them throughout my earlier life being you know in music but never ever did I realize the power of them so I actually use tuning forks in every single 
sound healing that I do. That is one staple that will never, ever, ever change. And I found it fascinating because um, especially like, okay, so this is where a little bit of science, a <laughs> little bit of science shut in here. So in the 50s, there was a really cool Japanese um, dude, scientist, I'm going to call him dude. And he did an experiment on people being in buildings and um, surrounded by iron and steel. And he assessed them over a long period of time to see their illnesses and stress, anxiety, depression, fatigue, all of those things were so much higher and disease and illness in people that worked in buildings that were surrounded by these types of metals because they stopped the vibration happening with the earth's energy and what your energy is so it's actually not allowing your body to resonate very well and moving on from this they found like with the tuning forks especially when we listen so the smallest bones in our body are in the ears there's three little bones in here don't ask me what they're called because I don't remember (laughs) I just remember that part of it but it's almost like your brain so everybody's heard of binaural meditation by now I would think that's listening to this podcast so it's pretty much the same kind of thing as that so what happens with the tuning forks is when you place two different notes or two different hertz next to the head so one on the left ear one on the right ear your brain will automatically work out the difference between those hertz so that's why you use different um different sound levels between each side of the body because then your body goes oh okay what's the middle note and it would normally be around 8 to 10 which then brings your body back down to resonating more around that 7.8 which is optimal for us healing and our bodies being amazing so that's one of the reasons why I freaking love tuning forks because it actually and you can see when you do it you can see people's heads twitching and moving around it's fascinating to watch and the same with like the weighted tuning forks. It's the same as having going and having acupuncture or, um, you know, some of these massage, you know, physios and things like that. If you're using a particular and you've done really good research and training on it, the depth of knowledge you can go into to helping with muscle fatigue and tightness and problems within the body, you know, stomach issues, back issues, all these kinds of things can really be helped if you're going to see a doctor, having tuning forks regularly along the side and actually putting that weighted fork on your body and the vibrations of the sound going through. It's incredible. If anybody is open to that kind of thing, definitely try and find a tuning fork specialist if you've got ailments and things because it's incredible. Yeah, do yeah. some research. It's amazing. Yeah, and I like, I actually really enjoyed that. Like you had said to me, like, I may not enjoy it or I may enjoy it. And I was like, oh no, I could like hang out here all day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're pretty, pretty cool, cool things, tuning forks. Yeah, really cool. A question for you on the binarial beats thing, because I have Mm -hmm. an annual subscription to Brain FM, which is like um, binarial beats for focus and productivity and so forth if I'm listening to that is that helping like because obviously I don't have access to tuning forks all the time is that helping in any way 100% yeah it induces a sense of um, relaxation so as your body is going into relaxation mode and your your cells in your body are starting to slowly vibrate all at the same vibration um, it's a healing 
mode. It's like your body clicks into a healing mode and your energies shift. So they're all in a line with each other, which means when you finish, so instead of doing a 45 minute meditation, if you did like 15 minutes with binaural beats, that's going to be so effective than sitting for ages and ages and ages and ages. It's just like a sped up process. It's fantastic. There's some great apps out there at the moment. Some of them are quite costly, um so but i'm pretty sure that you'd be able to kind of find some, some yeah. extra extra places i mean even nasa right this this blew me away i didn't even realize this until about a week ago astronauts the first lots of astronauts that went into space they realized like the container or the spaceship <laughs> that they were in the it was stopping obviously the universe's energy levels so they were actually getting quite sick and they were very depressed it was taking a long time for them to recover after doing a trip whereas now they actually have um put the inside of their containers to have magnetic fields exactly the same so 7.8 hertz inside those containers so when they come back down they have no health problems whatsoever how freaking cool is that that's so cool. Sound is incredible. Um, yeah. Oh my goodness. I've got another question for you on that because I'm still like hanging on to the binaural beats thing only <laughs> out of pure selfishness. Um, so, and for anybody listening, I have a brain FM link in the show notes below um, for a discount, but I pay like annually with them anyway. Um, and I only renewed it this week actually. And I think my annual subscription with the conversion in USD, it's like less than $50. So it's like, that's really good. Yeah, and there's so many, like I use it though for productivity. So what I do is during the day when I'm doing like Pomodoro sprints, if I'm not with clients is um, I'll put my earphones in, I'll put like lo-fi focus on or something and I'm listening to that. But obviously that's helping to some degree, but I'm still staring at a screen and um, working. So I'm thinking that I might incorporate a meditation throughout the day for 15 minutes as you suggested like yeah. with maybe one of the relaxation um, options they have. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing. I don't know if anyone's tried Synctuition. Um, that's quite a cool one too, but it's slightly costly, but there is a free version where you can trial some of them. Um, and I know there's one I listened to, it was great. And it was almost like you're walking into a garden and you can hear your footsteps and it's like, opening the door the creek goes from one side to the other side to the other side and it actually feels like you're there opening the door and then you're going out into this beautiful garden with all these birds and oh, it was just amazing yeah, it was it was great but yeah syncretion is another one but I think their annual subscription is around about 120 to 150 dollars so it's quite costly um, but they do have some free ones so you can like get the app and just try it out before you yeah. buy it if you wanted to so yeah oh, I'm gonna look into that I love that I've been reading a lot of fiction lately which I <clears throat> excuse me I never do I'm a non-fiction girl but I don't know why I was watching a YouTuber talk about this book and she was like oh my God, it's so good. It's like Harry Potter. And of course I'm like, oh my God, sign me up. And it's not like Harry Potter at all, by the way. <laughs> but it's so good because it's like still really mystical. And when you were talking then about like hearing the creak, I feel like I'm back in the fiction book and I'm like, oh, I think yeah. I need to do this meditation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, try it. Go try another type of meditation, even if it's just to time out, like relax. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, because I actually haven't been meditating like late. I find quiet moments like in my day, but um, I haven't been traditionally cross-legged 
um, doing any type of meditation because I don't know, I just haven't felt called to do it, but I've been doing other things. So um, I like the fact that it just gets you the result quicker because that's what I'm all about, baby. Triple threat Virgo, optimum. (laughs) (laughs) But also I think sometimes, especially now because we're a society that's a bit more open to the spiritual intention, you know, mindfulness side, I think people forget that you don't have to be a monk to meditate. Like meditation can be going for a walk for half an hour, just listening to a podcast. You know, it can be sitting on your sofa, reading your book in silence for 20 minutes. It can be having a cup of coffee on your balcony, looking at the birds. It could be anything. It doesn't have to be sat, like you say, cross-legged, humming, chanting mantras. Like it's, (laughs) if that's your jam, which some days that is my jam. This morning I was chanting mantras and I like to do a five, five, five. So do five minutes of chanting, five minutes of um, meditation, like songs, and then five minutes of silence. Um, so I've been doing that this week. So five, five and five, which is my, my 15, but yeah, you know, it's, it's whatever is your jam, as long as you're relaxing. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing, right? It's like getting you out of fight or flight response. Yeah. hundred percent. Really important. What are the Mm. benefits? Like, cause you mentioned earlier about like anxiety and depression, like there's obviously some benefits like health wise. Yeah. It just boosts mood because you know, we we are energy our whole we're not a, just a big block of mess that's just stuck here every single thing right down to the tiniest atom in our body is vibration so if you have some kind of ailment whether it is that anxious you know mindset whether it is you know a bad knee whether it is just feeling that bit depressed and can't kind of pull yourself back out by using sound or using a bit of meditation or banging a drum yourself or having a good sing song and dance in the kitchen in the morning to one song, it just shifts energy. So as that energy is shifting with the sound through the body, it's kind of, it's a bit like bashing through a door, you know, you're kind of trying to open this door really gingerly and then you bang this drum or you sing this song or you go to a sound healer or you to have a tuning fork, you do whatever. And it's like you punch through the door and then suddenly that vibration is just allowed to kind of go through the door a little bit more. So you're, you're flowing that little bit better. Your mood is lifted that little bit more. Um, and you can't, your thought process is taken away from the negative and it makes you smile. Do you know what I mean? It kind of shifts. Yeah. I just love it. Just yeah. Love it. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I think that, what you do, like mixing all these different modalities as well, like with Reiki and coaching and sound healing and shamanism and everything is that you create this very unique experience for other people. And I think Mm. the biggest piece to all of that is like based on what they intuitively need because that's so important today because I think a lot of people don't know how to access their own intuition. And so that's why they do rely on spiritual teachers or healers to just give them a little nudge in the direction that they need. Yeah, definitely. I mean, my my focus is obviously predominantly women. Um, I only see women one-to-one um, and teen, teen girls. Um, my new course that I'm doing, I'm diving a lot deeper into babies and pregnant mamas as well, which I'm quite excited about. I think um, this could be quite quite cool um but yeah predominantly women I just feel such a passion for you know we're so hard on ourselves 
so hard. It's insane. And I think even more so in recent years because of social media and the pressure that that puts on us to act a certain way or do a certain thing or be a certain person. And yeah, it just, we just need to like time out. Oh yeah. Time out. I was looking so, on yeah. Instagram. I was looking on Instagram this morning and because somebody was launching something, I only had this conversation with somebody the other day and it's literally the same cookie cutter launch method as what everybody else does. And it's like, people can see right through that for starters. And I just, I said to myself in my head, I was like, that's so fucking boring. Like why does, and it makes me almost furious like I get really angry because I'm so passionate of like this idea of self-empowerment like helping people I think that's why like I just like am obsessed with astrology because it gives me a language to help people to own their power but I don't care you know what anybody does whether it's sound healing coaching human design astrology like pick your poison baby but whatever it is is if it helps you to reclaim a little bit of your power so you feel more confident in who you are so you don't have to look to the masses like isn't that what life is all about is owning who you are yeah, but it's just it's just the way now of the media. It's just so, you know, not I don't mean it in a in a negative horrible way the sheep mentality because that's not yeah. I, I don't mean it in in the masses, but I just mean, you know, sometimes like you say you see things and it's the same thing happening again and again and again. It's like, do you know what if you want to stand around and have a jig and a dance, just do it. Like if that feels good for you, freaking do it, man. Like I'm I'm all there for that shit. If you want to make yourself look stupid and put it out there like I do, <laughs> then go for it. And the, in the uncomfortable comes the good stuff. Yeah, totally. Like, totally. That's where you grow. Mm, yeah. That's I why to- I love the women's stuff because pushing people, my last event, everyone was crying, but everyone was hugging and loving each other by the end and just releasing all the bullshit that is put on them from husbands or friends or work or society or Instagram or whatever it might be, just letting all that crap go and just going, right, okay, who am I? What do I want? What's what's my lane? What am I great at? What do I want to feel again? What do I want to connect to? What do I want to get rid of? Like, and how often as women do we actually sit down and ask ourselves that? We don't. Mm. We just don't. We ple- mm. we people please to everyone, children, husbands, partners, you know, mums, dads, society, jobs, whatever it might be. And sometimes we just need to let that shit go. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. Like, I actually can't wait to come to one of your events because it's been on my wish list for ages. And I definitely <laughs> want to do one with a bit of dancing or like um, singing. And I say that because like um, that's something that I am pushed out of my comfort zone in. Like, oh my goodness, I'm not even going to get into it on the podcast here. But it's really interesting how that movement within me is like that's something that I makes me feel a little sticky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But once you do it, oh, God, it's such a lovely release just to be able to, knowing that everyone else in the room is doing the same as you and feeling the same as you, it's amazing. It's actually becomes quite powerful because then you kind of really let go because you can see the person next to you is wetting themselves laughing as well. <laughs> and they're like, oh, my God, what am I doing? And you're like, oh, my God, what am I doing? And then you're both like, yeah, <laughs> this is great. Oh, oh so good. Gosh, your energy is contagious. I just love it. <laughs> 
I just love it. I could talk to you all day. I could just like, as normally Michelle and I do when we get together, we're chatting about this, that, and the other thing. <laughs> like, oh, time, we've got to go to a meeting. Quit. See you later. Bye. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, I only have a couple more questions for you, Michelle, but is there anything sure. else that you'd love to share before we wrap up? Um, I don't think so. I think I just would love if you're listening to this podcast and you're interested in sound and you're not quite sure about it, just go and try it. Even if it's just like a a mini sound bath, you don't even have to participate. All you need to do is lie on a mat and just let the sound resonate over you. So even if it's something like that, or if you want to go even further and really try, just go and find a, a beautiful sound healer and just go and try it and see how you feel afterwards, because it does make such a difference. And if you're a skeptic, get on Google and have a little look and, you know, look at the science behind it, look at the proof behind it um, and, and vibe it out. I mean, I don't know if you're like, so I know not everybody's a vibe person, but yeah, vibe it out, stalk some of your local people, see who's around your area, go and hang, take a friend with you if you're nervous about going by yourself um, and just, yeah, go and hang out with a sound healer. You will not regret it. <laughs> I guarantee <laughs> Unless they're obviously a total duff, then that's you don't want to be doing that. But <laughs> um, the only the other thing I will say is there's lots of sound popping up. And having done some actual diplomas, it's definitely a different world when someone has done education behind it, as opposed to somebody who just picks up an instrument and plays. So if you are going to go to something, it's definitely worth having a little look at the person's credentials as well, just to make sure that they really are hitting home with what's happening with their instruments and what they're actually achieving and doing with them rather than just banging them or playing them. So Mm. that's the other thing I'd say. Yeah, I think that's so important because um, I think there's so many people out there and look, this is purely based on my experience. So it could be, you know, somewhat of a generalization, but I think, you know, I've had a few experiences with shaman and I use that um, term loosely, but for more so for them rather than you, because I know that that's something that is a part of who you are. Um, But there was a couple of experiences I had, one specifically where um, I was pulled out of my comfort zone and that when I did ask for support or help, the person wasn't able to actually give me any support or help. And that was like a really big indication to me of like, that was the first experience I ever had with like a healer. And I was like, like not the first one, but yeah, like the first, but the first one where I went, oh, okay. So there's people that are like masquerading as like, they know what they're doing. But when you actually, and I, that was when I was like, I've got to be so careful to who I give my power to, but it took me a few times to learn that lesson. (laughs) Mm, yeah and I think it's you know being actually um like question question people don't be afraid to say hey look I'm I'm interested in shamanic or whatever it might be or just reiki whatever just wondering what your background is and you know if it's not on their website to see or if you feel like you actually need a conversation any good heal I say healer I mean that because we don't really heal you you heal yourselves we're just the holder of space but any good healer will quite happily pick up the phone and have a good chat with you before you book in Mm. any person worth their weight in gold will be like of course they don't mind having a good chat with you to put you at ease and give you their background so you can make an informed decision of whether you should go to them or not so if someone's not willing to do that with you run (laughs) 
run for the hills, my friend, because you do not want to be going for that person. Yeah. So it's definitely like you say, you know, it's don't be scared to put the feeler out and and do things. Like I'm not an incredible shaman. In fact, I don't even call myself a shaman. I just use shamanic modalities from the courses that I've done, but I don't feel comfortable just doing a standalone shamanic healing because it's not my thing. There are certain parts of it I love and I incorporate when, as and when I need to, but I would never do a full because I know that I'm not, that's not my thing. So yeah, you just question, question, question the people. Mm, so that's a, that's a really good tip. Like so good, Michelle. I think that's awesome. Um, and so if anyone's listening and they're like, Michelle is my vibe. And <laughs> they're like, oh my oh, God. Come play my drum. <laughs> I've got two we that. can share. <laughs> oh, this so good where can people find you online and where can people come to um find out more about your events yeah sure so I have my um events are always on my Facebook and my Instagram pages I do always have more than one event so it just depends on what you want to come to so I know on Instagram you can you know you can only place one event in that bio link my website is being done at the moment so hopefully within the next sort of four to eight weeks that will be up and running and done so I will have an events page on there Um, and I will start to I've just um, started a YouTube channel too so I'm going to start to do some meditations and things like that so that will be linked to the to the website at one point as well but I'm based in Emerald Lakes on the Gold Coast which is just a little bit inland from Broad Beach and I do one-to-ones from home and my events are at the moment, they're at a studio in Emerald Lakes um, on the water, which is beautiful. So just doing sort of nice Sunday events for women and teens and mums and bubs, just meditation and releasing kind of workshops. And I do one sound bath a Friday night once a month at the moment as well, but they will be increasing. So I'll be doing lots more coming towards the end of the year, which is really exciting. I'm super stoked. We definitely need more in-person events, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I love it. It's my jam. It's my thing. If you ever come and see me, you will get a big hug and leave feeling pretty damn cool and cosy and loving yourself. (laughs) So beautiful. And my final question for you is, is what is an epically small moment that you've experienced lately? small moment actually you weirdly um because when we did the session I did for you the other day and then you did me a reading and it was literally like you slapped me around the face with your words which I mean in the kindest loveliest way (laughs) I don't mean in a horrible harsh way but it's just so weird how connecting with your charts which I've never done I've never really looked into that kind of side of stuff which is weird because I you think I would, but it just made so much sense. And I'd been thinking about things and thinking about things. And you were like, uh, why? Why are you even thinking about it? This is so stupid. And it was like you just slapped me and went, come on, Michelle, sort sort your shit out. And from that day onwards, I was like, right, okay. Well, she told me to do it. So I just need to get on and sort my shit out. <laughs> and then here we are. <laughs> So you, you are my my little epic moment over the last couple of months. (laughs) So thanks. Thanks for the slap. 